Hey guys, um, quick thing uh, to some of the listeners that have never listened to my previous podcast, this podcast right here is a old podcast that I recorded in June, but due to technical difficulties and literal hardware malfunction, I was unable to release my podcast until now. I've now released it, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope you guys enjoy. And also, some of the topics in this podcast is dead now. But it is a really good podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy. And I do apologize for me being unable to release it. But uh, also, a quick content warning. Uh, one of the topics, the second segment to be specific, involves uh, YouTuber Shane Dawson. In June, he was accused of some serious, mature things uh, he was accused of some very serious illegal things. And quick content warning, if there's children around that are able to listen to this podcast, listener discretion is advised. Send your kids out of the room because, uh, yeah, we're we're talking about some F-ish, you know what I'm saying, folks? But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast and ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be releasing some banging new podcast episodes in the future. So I hope you guys stick around and enjoy those episodes as well. But ladies and gentlemen, I personally hope you guys, you enjoy this podcast and I hope you have a good day. All right. Bye-bye now. Podcast Alone Angler, come back at you with Taco Monday. How's everyone doing? Welcome back to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Taco Monday. How have you guys been? Honestly, seriously, how have you guys been? It has been, well, it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week, maybe a little bit, depending on when I get this published. But uh, yeah, so what's been happening? You guys doing good? Doing good? Yeah, that sounds cool. Ladies and gentlemen, guess what? This is, if you can hear the music in the background, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is a new episode of Taco Monday. Woo, baby. Yeah, that's right. Episode 8 of Taco Monday. And I got to tell you this, guys, we got a couple of good topics. Oh, by the way, of course, before we start the show, I'm going to give a quick call to action. If you guys like this podcast, come on, we both know you've listened to a couple of podcasts, so you might as well subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast on whatever platform you listen on, and also for social medias, you can follow me on Taco Monday Podcast on Facebook or Taco Monday Official at Lone Angler 2. Follow your boy, and yeah, I think since that's out of the way, we can go ahead and announce the topics that we're going to talk about. The first topic is, of course, I'm going to tell a very interesting story about um a uh, almost local bombing <laughs> that was... uh little bit too close to me, and uh, almost. I'll get to the context, and we are going to talk about, uh, oh boy, everything about Shane Dawson. We might be a little pinch late, but we're definitely going to spill the whole tea, as the beauty community likes to say. We're going to spill the whole tea on Shane freaking Dawson and talk about all of these stupid 
insane crap he's done but (laughs) we'll save that for the second topic and of course we're gonna wrap up the show and talk about cancel culture and my honest dead serious opinion on what i think about cancel culture so all right ladies and gentlemen with that out of the way let's go ahead and start the show okay now this is the basics right this is um this is an interesting story. Now, the story is a little bit cold because, um, yeah, if you guys read the name of the podcast, I know the guy. <laughs> I know of him. Let's say that. But I do technically know him. It's a long story and we're going to get into it. Okay. Now, we're going to give the context real quick of the story. All right. Um, I, I'm not going to give location or the person's name. All due out of respect for the family, because I actually do know the family. And uh, the reason why I know this person is I knew his younger brother, childhood friend, right? That's how I know the person. But yeah, it's very interesting. But yeah, out of respect, I'm not going to give like location or names. So we're going to basically read the headline. But of course, the story went national. So you'll probably find it once I read the article name. But that's okay. Accused incel bomb maker wrote a revenge on hot cheerleaders. The basics, a man inspired by notorious incel mass shooter Elliot Roger fantasized about blowing up a shopping mall and killing, quote, hot cheerleaders, according to the FBI affiliate, on June the 2nd, blank blank of this place, (laughs) showed up at the medical center called Clint Eastwood Valley. Let's change it up a little bit, but uh, I'm sure you guys will probably, I'm sure you guys have already pulled it up, so Ah, just trying to be respectful, but uh, he basically showed up to this medical hospital with a missing hand. Several fingers on the guy's other hand were also gone, and he had shrapnel wounds to the neck and throats. A local sheriff's deputy arrived to interview the suspect, who claimed his gruesome injuries were the result of a gardening accident. But something didn't add up. No kidding. (laughs) Police, who knew suspect, 23 years old, had previously been convicted on explosive charges, got a search warrant for his home, and called in the FBI. When investigators got into the residence, they found a trail of blood leading from the red minivan parked in the driveway to the front door of the house and up the stairs to the... Oh, shoot. An ad popped up. Darn it! (laughs) Okay. All right. Minivan parked in the driveway to the front door of the house and up the stairs to the second floor bedroom. According to the... Local news, I assume. After stepping over a flesh-covered substance, ew, that looks like a piece of human flesh. Woo! Cops found a plastic bottle filled with triacetone, triperoxide, or TATP. We're going to call it TATP. Frick's eggs. (laughs) Ha! a substance used in the creation of improvised explosive devices inside a footlocker. Beside the footlocker was a box filled with rusty nails and a plastic container. 
the top of which had been peeled back in the manner consistent with an explosion. The article says, The blinds in the room were damaged, and a chunk of flesh was stuck to the ceiling. It was stuck to the ceiling. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jeez. Down the street, agents discovered more evidence by the shed behind the suspect's grandmother's house, PVC pipes, pieces of loose wires, empty chemical containers, and a pit that appeared to have been the site of an explosion. Inside the shed, they turned up a hot plates, coffee cups with white crystal-like residue inside them, a battery with wires attached to it, and a crumbled, partially legible letter lying on the ground. I'm going to speed this up, but... That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, he wasn't making no, like, like itty-bitty, like, freaking shrapnel bomb. You know what I'm saying? Like, the kind that you put, like, manure or something and nails in. He was trying to make the big deal. He's, oh, jeez. He was trying to make the big deal bomb. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not a demolition expert, but by the sound of all these chemicals and considering that I can't pronounce a freaking thing of them, <laughs> Considering I can't pronounce any of them. Yeah, he was using the big stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not an expert, but this, this dude was using the big stuff. Jeez. All right, let's get back to it. A crumble, partially legible letter lying on the ground. The letter said, He casually walked through the shopping mall. His jacket concealed deadly objects. The letter read, Parts of which were illegible. He was doing it and was assured it must be done. Even if he died, this statement was worth it. He had of tension that would come and go as he approached the stage of hot cheerleaders. A dead seriousness sank in as he realized he was truly passing the point of no return. He decided, I will not back down. I will not be afraid of the consequences no matter what, I will be heroic. I will make a statement like Elliot Rogers, he thought to himself. What the freak? <laughs> Maybe it's not appropriate to read it dramatically, but... Well, it's entertainment, but... What the freak? That's basically what the letter read. Uh, obviously... There was some spelling mess-ups, and uh, I had to edit quite a bit, because, yeah, definitely this dude, the suspect, definitely isn't a book writer, you could say. But it's like, oh, I'm going to be dead serious. I'm going to break from character for a second. <laughs> I'm going to be serious. I'm, like, shocked, okay? Like, where I live... I live in Nowheresville, practically. You know what I'm saying? I live in Nowheresville, practically. Like, there's nothing interesting here. And this... This is freaking something that you would see off of something like Criminal Minds. Fortunately, ladies and gentlemen, he was unsuccessful because... Fortunately, the bomb he was making, it prematurely went off and basically blew his hands off. So... Yeah. Roger, the article explains, was an involuntary celibate who killed six people 
and injured 14 in 2014. Before taking his own life, Roger left behind a manifesto and said, in part, If I can't have you girls, I will destroy you. And has since emerged as a hero of sorts to the young, disaffected men known as incels. The so-called incel movement is made up of young men who hate women for rejecting them sexually and have been linked to at least 53 deaths in recent years. In 2018, a Toronto incel carried out an attack in Roger's name in April. A California incel who called Roger a victim was charged with making violent threats against numerous teenage girls. And last month, an Arizona incel shot three people at a local shopping center as part of a plan to reportedly make couples feel the pain he feels. I actually read this before I record this podcast, you know what I'm saying? That way it wouldn't be, you know, a one-time read, a cold read. But this is messed up. This is seriously messed up. Kind of low-key shocks me. Like, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's see. Many legal scholars say incel-related violence should be considered domestic terrorism. Yeah, reached by phone, the suspect's mother was at first surprised her son's case was getting national attention, of course, then said she hoped he would recover. Of his writings about bombing a mall, she said, there's not even a mall where we live. That's true. There is, like, no mall. Well, I don't live close there anymore, but I live far away. But there is no mall, so that's the crazy thing. It's a situation where my son needs help, and I hope he gets help he needs, she told the Daily Beast. Not to sound cliche, but I had no idea about the bomb-making materials, and I'm willing to work with him. My son needs help. That's all I want to say. When agents followed up with the suspect at the hospital, he insisted his hand and fingers were lopped off when his lawnmower flipped over. The blades were spinning so fast it acted like a bomb, suspect claimed. However, explains the article, an officer who responded to the scene reported that there did not appear to be any area of the grass mowed and that the grass at the property was about six inches high. The suspect is now charged with making false statements to the FBI and is currently in federal custody pending a detention hearing and does not yet have a lawyer listed in the court records. Mm. Mm-mm. Dude. Right. I think I already basically gave uh, an explanation of how I know the guy. Uh, basically, I know of the family. <clears throat> Not close to the family, but my mother is. Uh, I was friends with the with his younger brother. I was friends with his younger brother. Childhood friends. Uh, yeah, we used to hang out quite a bit, man. Uh, you know, that was a long time ago. That was like when I was uh, 10 years old. You know, me and his younger brother hung out for a couple of years. So, yeah. Like, not best of friends, uh, not in touch anymore. But, uh, yeah, we were childhood friends. And I think I have met the guy before. But, uh, man. 
Like, like I said, I'm not going to mention the location, the person's names, out of respect for the family. And honestly, shoot. Like I said, this is kind of one thing I've thought of, right? Like, when you're watching, like, court things or something, like, you find it crazy, like, when you watch, like, a court thing or something, and, like, you see that how the family will sometimes, like, defend the bad guy, right? And, like, I've seen some cases where, like, the person, the, you know, the bad guy did, like, heinous things, but the family would still support them and defend them. And you kind of find it crazy, but you kind of understand because, like, like the article basically said, the family doesn't know that. They still see them, like, a mama will still see their kid as, like, the baby. You know what I'm saying? Like a newborn baby, practically. You know what I'm saying? No matter how old they are, it's still their baby. You feel me? So, you gotta, you gotta think about that, right? So, this guy did some F-ish, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, out of respect for the family, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, real respectful and uh, just not make too much light heart of it. <laughs> I'm still an entertainer, ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm saying? I got to make a joke or two, but uh, still, it's, it's insane because seriously, not only is it at the old town, but uh, dude, like, I know this person. Not directly, but I know this person. And it's freaking crazy. Alright, I got a kind of couple of thoughts that I'm gonna give out a little bit. But, um, you know, just list one, it's crazy. List two, I feel sorry for the family. I'm shocked it's somebody that I know of. Like, it blows my freaking mind. <laughs> blows my freaking mind that, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird. It's kind of weird. You feel me, ladies and gentlemen? It's just kind of weird, you know? Also, low-key, though... I'm also not shocked because, um, it's freaking 2020. I've seen so much bullish and all kinds of crazy-ish in 2020. Like, low-key, I'm not phased by this. <laughs> low-key, I'm not phased by it. You know? And I'll tell you this, like, the suspect, as we'll call him, uh, he's like 23 years old. Uh, like, his face is kind of now, if you don't mind me saying, it's... It's basically kind of effed up now. At least the neck and the chin. Like, shrapnel uh, cuts all over his face. You know what I'm saying? But, um, basically, like, to be honest, one thing that really will suck for him, he's going to federal prison. You know what I'm saying? If they're declaring it as domestic terrorism, I'm not sure if they would charge it that, but, yeah, he's going to federal prison. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's labeled a domestic terrorist, he's definitely going to prison like dude he blew his hands off blew one hand off and then blew like ton of fingers off the other one he don't have no hands and he's going to federal prison ladies gentlemen like for real where he blew his hands off not only is he gonna drop the soap but uh he ain't gonna be able to pick it up quick enough Oh, jeez, I'm so sorry. Forgot about the family. <laughs> I'm kidding. Prisons are a lot more secure than jails, so I'm sure it'll be fine. But yeah, my final thought, be honest, I'm glad, well, obviously, I am glad he failed, and I'm just glad no one was hurt, and I truly hate it for the family that he put his family through this, and I do feel sorry 
for the whole mess. You feel me, ladies and gentlemen? Hopefully he gets some help. I hope he just gets straightened up because he was literally making a bomb to blow up a shopping mall. There is no shopping mall where these people live. There is no shopping mall. So basically, he's not right in the head. So honestly, do hope that he gets some help. He gets some mental help. I hope he gets straightened up. And I do honestly hope someday he might be able to get out. Not soon, but someday. You feel me? But yeah. It's a crazy story, ladies and gentlemen. And it's just like, dude, like, it's shocking. It's unbelievable. But it's also like, low-key, I'm not entirely shocked because it's 2020. <laughs> but yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. And uh, hey, if you guys just clicked on this podcast for this topic, if you would like to help your boy out and listen to the rest of the topics that we have coming up, please stick around. But uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back and I'll see you on the other side. All right. Stay tuned. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a minute. Probably literally. Nah, just a second. I'm just kidding. <laughs> sure you guys know that. Uh, unless there was an ad. If there was an ad between the segments, like if you guys are listening from the future and uh, I'm actually sponsored, there's like some ads, please tell me. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I'm, I'm going to quit being stupid. But uh, yeah, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah. This one, this one's going to be interesting. Believe it or not, but I've been going back and forth with this, uh, kind of thinking one thing about the topic and then thinking another thing. And from all the research I've done, uh, yeah, this one's is definitely an interesting one and also something that I really dislike. You know what I'm saying? I I dislike it because yeah, it it actually ticks me off now. But um, yeah, I'm gonna give you guys. What we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the uh, Shane Dawson thing. Um, If this uh, podcast was on delay, which I hope not, but if it was on delay, I'm sure the story's a little bit cold. And uh, I'm sure that some of you guys already know, but if some of you don't know, we're going to talk about everything that happened with the YouTuber Shane Dawson. Now, if you guys don't know who Shane Dawson is, uh, he's a big YouTuber, 23 million subscribers, and he's famous for basically making documentaries and stuff like that on his YouTube channel. And um, he's also kind of pretty popular in the beauty community. He is not a makeup guy, but he hangs out with people like Jeffree Star and them. So, yeah, <laughs> he's one of those guys. <laughs> makeup guys, that is. But, um, makeup fan. I wouldn't call him a makeup guy because he never even freaking wears makeup. So it's like, I don't know. (laughs) 
well, he, he's kind of wore a, a certain type of makeup that's uh, frowned upon. <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. He's worn a certain kind of makeup that's uh, definitely not acceptable. Absolutely not acceptable. We're going to talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. Basically, he's like one of the OG YouTubers. He started his YouTube channel, if I'm not mistaken, in June 2005. So that was like almost within the year of when YouTube started. So he is that old. He is that old, my dudes. And uh, yes, basically, um, the cancel culture, of course, uh, they decided to go after Shane Dawson because he made something a while back, basically calling out cancel culture and calling out the beauty community and was kind of saying some stuff. Uh, basically calling, like, the beauty community a bunch of drama psychos. And, uh, kind of, that's a paraphrase. And basically, the beauty, uh, the cancel culture, uh, got whiff of it. And, uh, they were basically like, you literally make money off of drama. So, uh, we're going to basically ruin your life since you're a hypocrite. (laughs) And, yes, basically, a bunch of people, kind of like Twitter page, Dangerous to Society, that started on June the 19th of this year. So it's a new page, but basically, they've dedicated their page to find as much dirt on Shane Dawson as possible. And hey, ladies and gentlemen, they were in luck. They struck gold. Basically, they dug up all of his old videos from 2010 and 2014. I think from 2010 to 2014, it's basically around 10 years old, these videos. And basically, Shane Dawson has done some effed up stuff. And I'm not talking about the him a cat thing, which I made that reference in an old podcast, but uh, probably need to bleep that out. Maybe. <laughs> Um, you know, I made that reference, but it's like, not, it's not only that, um, I'm going to be Mr. Serious here because I don't want to crack jokes with this, but basically he's, he used to do some offensive style comedy skits in 2010, in the 2010s, let's say, kind of like Brandon Rogers style, but, um, his jokes was, uh, crossing the line. Let's say that real quick. His jokes was, to be quite frank, crossing the line. Basically, he would do skits involving him literally blackfacing. Like, I'm not saying he literally took some black, you know, shoe polish and rubbed it all over his face and then got some white lipstick. Not that crazy. But he basically would play some black characters. He would take some dark brown makeup and he would make himself look black and basically in some of his skits he would literally say the n-word and i'm talking hard r in 2010 like 2010 was real popular for offensive skits and comedy but that was like 2010 and as my occasional co-host said chungus is like he was basically one of his popular blackface characters. He was literally promoting that character all the way up into 2017. You know what I'm saying? So uh he's been friendly with the blackfacing. He's been friendly with the blackfacing and he's he's done some stuff that I would say is definitely worse. FBI open up Um basically he has 
I gave a warning in the beginning of the podcast. This is going to involve some pet Felix stuff. Yes, you heard me right. This is going to involve some pet Felix stuff. And if you guys do not want to hear this, I'm going to give you about five seconds to skip to the third segment or just, you know, hop off. So I'm going to give you about five seconds. Okay, if you're still around, uh, some of his comedic skits involved uh, pedophile jokes, basically it. And he's done some crazy things. Uh, in a podcast he did years ago, he joked about a six-year-old girl of being attractive. Joked about, ladies and gentlemen, joked about, quotation. And he said some, I didn't listen to the podcast, but from what I heard, he said some very insane, frankly, kind of disgusting crap. And even if it was a joke, that's not funny. And he uh, several times made some inappropriate videos involving children, not illegal, but morally just jacked up. Let's say that. Not necessarily illegal, but morally jacked up. He would make some videos with uh, him, his ex-girlfriend, and uh, his once 12-year-old cousin uh, basically made a video uh, where him and his girlfriend was basically talking to the 12-year-old cousin about sex and the birds and the bees, uh, which that is weird because that is not their job, but they basically joked about some stuff with the 12-year-old girl. Shane Dawson asked the 12-year-old girl if she bleeped, uh, basically said some things like, if you get a boyfriend, uh, I'm going to paraphrase, but he's basically said, don't perform like, I'm not going to use slang words because this is, this is jacked up, what he said, but it's like, we're talking a 12-year-old girl. I don't care if it's his cousin. You shouldn't talk like that to a kid. Even if it's, you know, just for the joke, offensive comedy, right, to hype up the vlog, make it crazy. It doesn't matter. If you're doing anything involving a kid, it's screwed up. I uh, thought of, you know, cracking off a couple of jokes, but when it comes to this, it's like, yeah, it's it's time to put on your business hat and be professional. But, you know, he literally made some inappropriate videos involving his 12-year-old cousin saying some things. And this one, this one, he made a video, some kind of skit, maybe a vlog, where he was at the mall and, uh, well, this ain't a good one, but uh, basically he saw a poster of 11-year-old Willow Smith on the wall at the shopping mall, and uh, basically he kind of went up to it, and for the laughs of it, as he said, basically he was pretending to uh, beat it to the poster. I'm not going to play the clip. I'm not going to play any clips, because, yeah, this, this is jacked up. Basically joked about it, was uh, making jokes and pretending like to beat it. Come and he's done some shelf. other things. Like, I'll tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. Originally, like, like I said in the beginning, I was almost going to play devil's advocate, right? To try to justify some of the stuff he's done. Because, honestly, it was 2010. I know that's an excuse made by other people. It was 2010. It was basically kind of still the frontier of YouTube. You know what I'm saying? It was still the Wild West. You know what I'm saying? And offensive comedy was popular. 
and the more offensive you were, the better. So that's the thing. But I was originally going to defend him, but there was one video that popped up for me besides the, the his 12-year-old cousin. This actually did really make me change my mind. I was originally going to defend him, but with the stuff involving his 12-year-old cousin, uh, his fans, like he's never he's never done anything bad necessarily to his fans, but there's some videos out there where he would take some not appropriate, I would say, photos with his fans. Like, you know, kind of like a VidCon photo shoot, you know what I mean? Uh, he basically, you know, would do stuff like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there was this one that I'm like, this is not appropriate. But basically, the fan asked him if she could put her uh, hand on his, you know, hip, like his butt. And uh, he was like, yeah, sure. And uh, of course, he did the same like thing in the going. photo. And he's like, let's let's touch each other's butts, right? He, he didn't say any of that. I'm just, you know, giving some context. I'm kind of creating a scene. But it's like there was a picture where he had his hand on his fan's butt. I don't know how old the fan was. Uh, he has kissed his fans before. I don't know the ages. I don't know if it's underage. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? I'm not making that accusation. I'm calling what I saw. Okay. It's on the internet. You guys can pull it up on Twitter. Uh, look at Dangers to Society. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and check out their page. Uh, let me pull up on my phone. But uh, yeah, uh, Dangers to Society at K-R-M-G-D-N. And that's all caps, right? You can check them out and you can find the videos. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would say that there are some things that this person on Twitter has posted that's out of context, so ignore that, but the rest of them is definitely valid, definitely valid, but yeah, there's a picture of him kissing a fan, and like, I think the fan's 18, but it's still like, that's not appropriate to do to fans. If you're an entertainer, I'm an entertainer, I love you guys, but uh, I'm an entertainer, and uh, yeah, I would absolutely never even think of pecking you on the cheek. I'm sorry, but I would not for a second think of pecking you on the cheek. I don't even think I would even give my fans hugs because I wouldn't do that. Like, it blows my mind how there is stuff like this out here. Now, of course, even the stuff they did with his fans isn't necessarily illegal, okay? It's not FBI worthy right? And I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm calling what I've seen. You guys can pull up the Twitter page and you guys can see it too. But there was this one video where a fan asked him to chew a stick of chewing gum and to swap it with her. And this fan seemed to be seemingly looked like she was still in high school. And he basically swapped gum with her. That video to get back to it, I was originally going to try to justify his offensive humor he was getting in trouble with, like some of the real offensive comedy when he was, you know, kind of making some real out there jokes. But basically, when I saw the video of him kissing the seemingly high schooler, it was it was uh, yesterday morning, I think, when I watched the video. I'm not going <laughs> to get into details, but I had some heartburn, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if it was the heartburn from what I ate or what, but that video just made me sick. Just sick. And I sound cringy right now. I know I do, ladies and gentlemen. But that video made me sick, and there is a huh, another video which 
Uh, I'm going to give a five second warning real quick what I'm going to talk about. So five seconds. Uh, basically there is another video that this, this and him kissing the seemingly high schooler combined basically makes me like, I do not support this at all. This video, uh, he basically, it was some kind of vlog thing. He was, you know, basically, uh, making some lunch. Uh, they had some hors d'oeuvres and stuff and they was having a party or something. And it was him, his cousin, his friends, his 12 year old cousin, uh, his ex-girlfriend, I think, you know, former girlfriend. And basically he thought it would be funny to have his 12 year old cousin perform on a cocktail weenie. That is disgusting. That right there disgusts me. Okay? It's like, ooh, it's just for a joke. It's it's for the YouTube man. It's entertainment. To having a underage kid pretend perform f- on a cocktail weenie, is that even freaking entertainment? No, it's disgusting. I'm getting angry. Originally I was like, you know, I'm gonna try to justify the offensive humor they did with, you know, some of the jokes, kind of the risque, offensive jokes, not <laughs> endorsed, not endorsed, ladies and gentlemen, the racist jokes, definitely don't support that, but it was back then, okay, but it's like, with that, of course, the full-on blackface, the full-on n-word, and especially the disgusting videos that he has involving children, I do not support Shane Dawson, he is disgusting to me, okay? Even if it's for a joke, how is that funny? How is what he basically did with his 12-year-old cousin, what he did with his fans, how is that funny? That's not funny. That is really, really close to illegal, okay? That is teeter-tottering, like, just uh, teeter-tottering, is that the right word? But that is like walking on thin ice, ladies and gentlemen, of the legal spectrum. It's not illegal, the stuff that he's done. It's not illegal. But morally, it is horrible and disgusting. Man, that was kind of a killer thought. I don't want to end the podcast real quick. I'm going to talk about the good news, ladies and gentlemen. What has come to Shane Dawson, okay? Now, this is the good news, ladies and gentlemen. Remember the Willow Smith thing I told you about? Well, if you guys remember, um... Will Smith has a YouTube channel. Know what I'm saying? And, uh, yes. Basically him, his son, uh, I forgot his son's name, uh, his wife Jada Pickett Smith, basically got wind of what Shane Dawson did. And his son, when he saw it, he posted on Twitter how disgusting it was. And, uh, I forgot what he specifically said, but he basically said, I am disgusted by this and you are trash, Shane Dawson. Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, basically said on Twitter, kind of referring to Shane Dawson's apology video that he made. Oh, yeah, he made an apology video. Not really going to get into it, but yeah. She was basically like, there is no apologizing for this. No matter how much you apologize, there is no apologizing to this. And really, I get her. I get the family. That is jacked up. Okay, even if it's for a joke, even if it's for the YouTube sexualizing somebody's kid is effed up and it doesn't matter how many years ago it is okay 
sexualizing it as a joke or whatever, it doesn't matter. That is disgusting, okay? That is a horrible thing to do. But, um, of course, the Smiths were furious, and ironically, Shane Dawson has now his makeup line. He has a brand called Conspiracy Theories. Basically, in stores, it's been taken down. <coughs> all of his YouTube channels, all three, ladies and gentlemen, has been permanently demonetized, <coughs> and he is losing hundreds of thousands of subscribers by the minute. <coughs> that is the good news, ladies and gentlemen. Shane Dawson is basically getting punished, and rightfully so, getting punished for this disgusting jacked-up-ish, okay, that he's done. Now, I have a couple of thoughts. Uh, I actually I actually did cover most of my thoughts, but it's like, I was originally going to play devil's advocate, but after I saw that video involving his 12-year-old cousin and him kissing that seemingly high schooler, no, absolutely not. I love offensive comedy. Me and Chungus equally has a dark sense of humor. We love offensive comedy. But the stuff that he did, it's not comedy. It's not humor. It's just plain disgusting. Okay? He made an apology video. Just to get to it quick, he made an apology video about three days ago. Uh, today, me recording this on a Thursday, uh, he made an apology video. And really, when I watched it, his video seemed like he was more like he was sorry he got caught instead of being sorry. So it was a weak video. It was one of them fake apology videos. So I don't care, you know. And um, yeah, my kind of final thought is I think the Smiths were involved with his permanent demonetization of all three of his channels. But I don't blame them. They got the power to call in YouTube to actually do some. And YouTube sucks. And that's one of the reasons why I don't do YouTube. But it's like, YouTube will not do anything to actually toxic or bad content creators as long as they're uh, getting a little bit in their pockets. That's at least what I see, okay? I'm not stating anything or claiming anything, okay? But uh, I don't blame them for calling them up and telling them to demonetize it. I don't blame them for flexing their power to demonetize them, okay? Because what Shane Dawson did is a horrible thing to do. And if somebody did that to one of my siblings when they was 11 years old, if I had the power, without a question, I would destroy their lives. Without a question, I'd destroy their lives if somebody did something like that to my family. So, yeah. And, you know, like, when it comes to cancel culture, I'm actually going to get on to the topic in the third segment of my personal thoughts of cancel culture. I'm not necessarily a fan of cancel culture, and I hate it when people are trashed for their past mistakes. And I hate it when people are called out for things that they did, like, a decade ago. I hate it when that happens. But when it comes to what Shane Dawson did and the weight of how bad it is, and also considering that, frankly, in my opinion, he hasn't grown from it. Screw him. I don't feel bad for him. If he's losing all of his money, if he's 
basically losing his means of selling his makeup line, if he's permanently demonetized in all three of the channels, that can suck financially. But I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him. As Joey Diaz says, right, in old quotes, anything that you do in life, expect a receipt. That's basically the quote, a paraphrase. Anything you do in life, expect a receipt. And his freaking karma receipt, ladies and gentlemen, is five feet long. Okay, several items on that list. And he's getting the full-on crap, ladies and gentlemen, and rightfully so. So, I don't feel bad for Shane Dawson. Uh, frankly, screw him. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to wrap up the show, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys like that, uh, man, the second topic was serious. Maybe I should have saved it as the third topic. Maybe I should have. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're going to wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. And if you like this segment, no, do your boy a favor. Go to the Facebook. Go to the Twitter. Comment if you like this episode. Or if you want some interesting for next week, also comment. You know what I'm saying? Holler at me. But, um, yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, please stay tuned for a second We'll be right back. I'm going to take a sip of water. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. Don't don't change the dial, whatever that expression is. Yeah, don't change the dial. Stay tuned. We are back. What's crack a lacking, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I've gotten in a habit of saying crack a lacking. Know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I've been uh, binge listening to uh, Joey Diaz, and uh, at least in his old podcast, he used to say, What's crack a lacking? I don't know. Just want to say that. <laughs> Anyways, let's quit being stupid for a second, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the third segment, which it'll probably be a little bit short, but the third segment. I want to wrap up the show by me talking about cancel culture and why I dislike cancel culture. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, cancel culture is just ruining everything. It's ruining YouTube. It's ruining podcasters. Like they're trying to hurt people like Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz. They're hurting YouTubers like Jenna Marbles. They're hurting uh, other YouTubers. I forgot the other YouTubers. Uh, I'm okay with this. The only highlight of cancel culture is that they've perma-hurt Shane Dawson, which is awesome. So I don't like you, cancel culture. But um, I got to give props for that. I got to give props for that. But um, it's like they just hurt creators. They just hurt celebrities good celebrities uh and it's just like really they just screw things up like there's an adpocalypse starting on youtube which is really sucky and it's hurting creators you know what i'm saying i'm sorry cancel culture but you guys are nothing but a shite tornado that's what you are okay you're a shite tornado that's what you guys are when you guys try to take down people that you perceive as bad all you do is hurt everyone else. That's all you do. You're trash. You're trash. I'm sorry. You're trash. And I'm going to get to my point. This is a couple of reasons. One, cancel culture 
They do nothing but overanalyze people and make up assumptions about the person's character and the things that they say or do in YouTube videos or podcasts or even on tweets. They take those and then they twist it around to their negative narrative towards that person and they sometimes fabricate events to trash their targets. Okay, that's what you guys do. That's what cancel culture does. They're obsessive about things other people do, and they feel obligated to ruin those people. Here's the thing. Why do you need to care about something that a person does? Why is it your business? Seriously, why are you so obsessive about content creators that you feel obligated to literally dig through their tweets 10 plus years ago? to try to find some dirt on them. Cancel culture? They're usually white people. I don't know, but it always seems like when you see haters and cancel culture people, like, talking about things, like, you see them, oh, this is a good example, you know what I'm saying? Calling everything racist, everything sexist, everything homophobic, and all the phobes in the world. It's interesting the majority of them that get offended by things that they deem as racist, they're usually white people. Like, oh my goodness, why only focus on, like, the vanilla Frosties on that Wendy's commercial? That is so racist. That is just so racist. Only white people freak out about that. Nobody else. The majority of people that freak out about things, like racism, sexism, and all the phobes you can name, 99% always straight white people. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, over the stupidest things, cancel culture will freak out over. Cancel culture is very culty. It is very culty. I hate to say it, but you guys are obsessive to the point that you're like a cult that worships trying to destroy content creators that you think is bad. You're very culty. And I forgot who made this statement. Maybe it was the quartering. Maybe it was, uh, I don't know. I forgot which YouTuber made it. But it's like, made this statement. But cancel culture is very culty. You're like a religion. And I'm, I'm confused. I don't understand why. But it's like, I don't know who made this cult. Or, uh, quote, not cult. (laughs) But they was basically like, basically these cancel culture people, they seem to be people that are generally at least used to be racist or sexist or homophobic or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then they sort of somehow redeem themselves, right? And they repent for their un-PC ways. And they feel obligated to basically, like a cult, target people that they consider the sinners and try to destroy them, try to smite the demons that they perceive, these toxic people that they think are, right? Which, in fact, the people that they target, 99% of the time, are not bad people. Generally, pretty good people. Jenna Marbles, if you're saying that she is a bad person, you're crazy. You are crazy. You are freaking crazy. She's actually a pretty good chick. I'm not subscribed to her. I've watched a few videos. I've listened to her podcast. But it's like, from what I've seen and other YouTubers, other YouTubers will tell you straight up that she is a great chick. You know what I'm saying? She is a great chick. 
targeting people like her just because she ah, she basically did like a Nicki Minaj skit that was a parody, but it was actually kind of almost cosplayish. And the only thing that made it bad was she happened to put on some tan to make herself look a couple of shades darker. Now, am I justifying that? No, that's dumb. But compare that to Shane Dawson and what he did, okay? Shane Dawson did way worse, okay? Jenna Marbles basically did a cosplay of Nicki Minaj, and she was actually, I haven't seen the video, but from what I heard, it's like, it's not bad. And, uh, shoot, I forgot who said it. But it's like, it's not really bad. It's more like kind of a uh, cosplay of Nicki Minaj. She wasn't doing any stereotypical accents, you know, because, you know, Nicki Minaj has kind of an accent. If she did that, now that would be offensive. But it's like, no, she didn't really do anything bad. And Jenna Marbles actually made an apology video for it. And Jenna Marbles basically canceled herself. Let's get back on topic, but she basically canceled herself. Like, people didn't really bring it up, bring it up, but she really just brought it up because she felt ashamed of that, which I don't think she should apologize for it because it's like, when it comes to comedy, it's like, it depends on the person's tensions on it, intentions, right? Shane Dawson, obviously, Shane Dawson was offensive to be offensive. Uh, Jenna Marbles basically didn't really have much of an idea of how bad blackface was or that's kind of blackface but it's not really because it's really just tan using tan but she didn't really have an idea so she was basically kind of ignorantly innocent with it right is that a bad idea yes it is and i'm not justifying what she did but it's like she didn't really know no i don't know it's like what you guys think, what you guys perceive. But what I perceive is like she was ignorantly innocent about it. And it wasn't a video to be offensive, right? That's the difference between Jenna Marbles and Shane Dawson. Shane Dawson, in my opinion, knew and was being offensive to be offensive. She was basically just cosplaying Nicki Minaj. She was just ignorant of the facts of how not good of an idea that is. Crazy! But it's like, you target good people like Jenna Marbles, and really, like, if you watch the video, she is, like, devastated over that video, and she's actually quit her channel. She actually canceled herself. It's like, why target her? She is, like, everybody agrees, a good person. It's crazy. Um, well, I think I've probably mentioned this a couple of times, but I'm sorry, cancel culture, you are crazy and obsessive, okay? All you guys do, all cancel culture does, is ruin good people's lives, good people's lives, and they ignore actually bad and toxic people in Hollywood slash YouTube, okay? It's like, they don't target bad people, they target good people, and they ignore toxic people like Onision, they ignore people like for a long time they ignored Shane Dawson but you know what like I said I give you props for actually taking down Shane Dawson I'm gonna give you props for that okay you don't target people like J Station you don't target people like uh you don't target people like uh Jeffree Star 
It's like you ignore these actually bad and toxic people, but you target good people. You target good people and you ruin their lives. Sometimes successfully ruin their lives. One thing about cancel culture, about you guys, is you usually, eight times out of ten, fail at it. So I don't know why I'm giving you so much props. <laughs> but it's like, you guys never go through your canceling of somebody. Like, at least seven times out of ten, you never go through with it. And, you know, I'm going to be real. Cancel culture? They always try to find the faults in other people when in reality, they are worse than the people they are targeting. And that's the one thing that I find crazy. It's like, I don't know the troll level of it. I don't know the troll level of it. But usually, always, the people that get offended or mad at something are usually the racists, the bigots, the sexists right? They're just in the closet. That's the only difference. They are the true bigots, but they're just in the closet bigots, or at least self-loathing bigots. I don't know. Like I said with my example, they're culty, and maybe they was formerly bigoted, and they're trying to cleanse themselves of their sins by sacrificing other people to atone themselves, I guess you could say, right? That's what cancel culture seems to be, right? They are always in the closet bigots. That's what they are. That's what they seem to be. In the closet bigots, self-loathing bigots, or maybe just repenting former bigots. That's what cancel culture is. And it's like, this is what I'm like, cancel culture. I'm going to throw some scriptures at you, okay? If you target people, okay, I want you to look at them carefully, okay? Look at this person that you deem as bad, okay? Whatever they've done. And this is for everyone. Before you judge a person, okay? Before you judge a YouTuber or a podcaster, please don't judge me. (laughs) Like, before you judge a person, okay? Look at yourself and ask if you've ever done it. And if you have, don't judge them, okay? Ye without sin, you have the right to cast the first stone. That is a huge paraphrase of the Bible, which is probably bad to paraphrase Bible. I'm so sorry, but that's basically the Bible verse. Ye without sin, cast the first stone. If you've never done this ever, if you're targeting a person, like, if you've done it, stop. Okay? If you have done it before, stop. Okay? You're being a hypocrite. And that's what a lot of people, including myself, sees you as. You're hypocrites. And ruining good people's lives isn't a good thing. And honestly, it's just sad. Cancel culture, you're cancer. I'm sorry. You do more harm than you do good. When you try to cancel people, and when you're successful at it, all you do is make things tougher for other content creators, good content creators. You guys are the crap tornadoes. That's what you are. You are the crap tornado. You guys are the winds that creates the apocalypse. Okay? I don't like cancel culture. And frankly, it makes things tough for everyone. And I may may have made one or two people mad. Maybe I have. I hope you don't get furious at me. But I'm going to be honest. 
cancel culture is ineffective and it's cancer. And when it is effective, it hurts everyone else. You guys are literally a shotgun blast. You guys just ruin everything for everyone else. And I want to make this one thing clear. It seems to be when people talk against cancel culture, that's when cancel culture defend themselves by attacking those people. And I'm going to tell you this. Every single video, every single podcast, everything that I've said and done, I own. I own. And you could try all you want to take some clips and try to make me look bad with it. But I'm going to tell you this. Everything that I've said and done, I own. And I will never, never apologize for my actions. If you try to hold it against me, take that audio clip and screw yourself with it. I own everything I say and do, okay? And I will never apologize to the cancer culture, okay? I'm going to wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. I love you guys so much. And if you have stuck around this long, congratulations for sticking around through this rant, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it has been fun. Episode 8, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm so excited. And hopefully this episode wasn't delayed and it's actually a Taco Monday. But I am just so excited that I'm able to talk with you guys once again. And ladies and gentlemen, it has been an absolute blast. And also, if you are new, ladies and gentlemen, if you can help your boy out, your brother out, subscribe to the podcast. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button. Uh, all you have to do is follow the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. And also, if you're an Apple user and you've liked my podcast, please leave a positive note, a positive review of the podcast, or just an honest review. If you thought it sucked, <laughs> if you thought it sucked, please be gentle. Please be gentle. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so much for listening. And also, another thing, the social medias, Taco Monday podcast on Facebook, Taco Monday official at Lone Angler 2. Follow your boy on Twitter and Facebook. And yes, I would love to hear from you guys because I need some content for episode nine next week. So if you got some content for me to talk about, if you guys tell me what you want me to talk about and it is a popular vote, I will not only talk about the content, but I will, of course, shout you out on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So if you have something you want me to talk about, holler at me, ladies and gentlemen, and I will definitely talk about it in episode nine. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it has been an absolute blast. Uh, it's a night show, so I'm a little bit tired. I'm going to have to go to bed. But ladies and gentlemen, whatever time you're listening to this podcast, whatever day or year you're listening to this podcast, hopefully we've gotten past 2020. So if this is the future, <laughs> these were horrible times. These were horrible times, future people. So uh, yeah, uh, if I'm still around in the future, please, uh, you know, just tell your friends about the podcast and uh, talk about this old vintage podcast if you're listening from the far future. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And also, let's crank up some of that music. Oh, I think the music's cranking up currently. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it has been an absolute blast, ladies and gentlemen. It's always fun to talk to you guys, and I love you. I love you to death. I'm going to head out this hoe, and you guys have an absolute good one. And uh, 
uh, uh, bye-bye now.